Hello and welcome and uh, good evening to a new La Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 151. The new Serie A season is, uh, is upon us. We had some uh, interesting games over the weekend, some VAR calls, but more importantly all, Roma won in Salerno 1-0, thanks to a goal from Brian Cristante, who had Cristante to score the first goal of the season for Roma this season. Put your hands up when listening to this podcast. Certainly not me. Uh, with me tonight, I have got both Daniel and Imran. How are you both? And did you enjoy your summer so far? Well, good for me so far, yeah. I mean, a bit hot, but yeah. Yeah, good too. Enjoyed it. I can feel the pain with the hot Daniel, as people who listen to this podcast are, who are in the UK. We're probably at the end of a second mini heat wave in the last few weeks where it got to 32, 33, or even 34 degrees. Um, I managed to go out for a walk Saturday morning uh, where I live in Swindon and yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> it got to about 30 degrees. Thankfully, it's cooling down now. Um, apart from the Roma Salernitana game, did you two manage to catch any other Serie A this weekend? Oh, no, I don't think so. No, I was. No, 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 no. It was Chelsea. It was Ooh, Chelsea. That would, that's a topic for a, a different day. Uh, that was good. <laughs> that was a good a handshake, game. which uh, hotly contested, and uh, <laughs> Christian Romero celebrating the equaliser in front of Reese James, and then Richardson getting Thomas Ducal sent off. Yeah, that was quite fun. And East Basuma celebrating in front of fans. Uh, Daniel, did you manage to catch any Serie A yourself apart from the Roma game? Yeah, I watched a bit of the uh, Milan game. On Saturday, I think it was. Um, and caught uh, bits and bobs here and there and some of the highlights from the goals and stuff like that. But um, to be honest, already I'm not very impressed with the, the refereeing yeah. and the VAR. Yeah. And, uh, it seems it didn't take us long to already be discussing that. No. And it seems that it's all we ever discuss in Italy. Yeah, I watched the Sampdoria-Atalanta game and Sampdoria had a goal disallowed for the barest of touches on Mahele, the left the left back um was it Leris who barely touched him Caputo scored and the ref the officials uh, I think that it came out Sunday that they're trying to official in an English style and yeah and I saw the Cal- uh, the Calabria incident but yeah um so we've we're talking VAR two, two three minutes into the game <laughs> into the podcast <laughs> I think sorry I think we're in for another season with suspensions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> manager's going to get suspended. Referee's going to get suspended. I wonder how many officials will get suspended by Roma this season. I'm going to set the bar high and say about seven or eight, but we'll wait and see. It's, it's going to be a fun, interesting season, but I digress. Salonatana nil, AS Roma won. Um, an interesting game. I thought Roma played pretty well. We're just a bit less clinical in front of goal. If Zaniolo could have had three, Dybala could have had a couple. In all honesty, it could have been seven or eight. I'm not joking. Salonatana, with the new, the new signings they made, I think they spent 40 million euros, which is a lot, lot more than Roma spent. Roma spent 7 million euros on transfers, maybe a lot more on wages. But yeah, um, I'll come to you first, Daniel, and I'll come to you afterwards, Imran. What were your thoughts on yesterday's performance? Um, were you like me, very impressed, but a bit lackluster in front of goal? Um, 
I think the first half was uh, pretty good. I mean, we created uh, a lot of chances uh, against them. We probably should have scored from those more uh, clear-cut opportunities. You know, probably that strike of Cristante uh, was the least likely to go in if, if I just saw the the freeze frame before the shot. But um, So the first half was quite impressive in that regard, and Zaniolo was very good despite being not very clinical. Uh, the second half, I think... You know, first game of the season, so we can forgive a lot of things in that, but it was a bit um, lackluster uh, without energy. Um, uh, but at the same time, seemingly intentional from Mourinho um, in how we didn't really um, try to really uh, drop the hammer on uh, Salernitana. Um, and to be honest, I don't think they had any real chances in it. I think also Mourinho was quite confident that they couldn't score against us. So um, somewhat routine, but I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't try um, try to finish the game off a bit earlier. It probably didn't matter against Sidonitana, who I do think have improved from last season. But, you know, as we start to play better and better teams, um, more mid-table teams and upper mid-table, we're going to need to close out the game to just make sure that nothing uh, goes wrong in the last moment. So... Those are probably my initial thoughts there. They definitely had the chances. Uh, Imran, do you echo Daniel's thoughts? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was uh, we never, never really threatened. And I think Mourinho deep down knew that. That's why he handed them the initiative um, to try to create chances because we could have easily punished them on the counterattacks and you saw that a lot of our chances came through that, that Zaniolo solo run, which almost turned into an assist to Dybala, was a perfect example where you you fall down deep, you allow them possession, and then you break them on the counter uh, by intercepting the ball. And yeah, so overall, I think it was um, a comfortable victory. It should have been with bigger margins, but... Uh, I think uh, I think it's okay. I think it eases down some of the hype that was created. It will give them some. I mean, imagine winning four four nil here. It would have almost like would have been scudetto talks already. So I think um, all in all, um, good performance could have been bigger. But I think there's something to build on and um, not uh, not taking drawing too many conclusions because Salentana, I think they will struggle this season, although they signed a lot of players and have a lot of experienced players in the squad. Uh, but uh, but it, it was a good performance. Yeah, definitely. Oh, thankfully, Eric Botheim didn't reappear like he did for uh, Bodo Glimt last November and was kept quite quiet by uh, Gianluca Mancini. Um, can I ask both of your thoughts on Nicola Zaniola? I think that was his best game since his return from injury, and that does include the hat-trick against um, Bola Glimt in the Conference League. Imran, I'll come to you first, and then Daniel afterwards. What were your thoughts on Zaniolo on the left of the Trident up front, which I thought was his, probably his best position in the front three? Yeah, it was very good, very lively, uh, created a lot of chances. I mean, uh, good movement. Uh, we saw him, you know, uh, create three, I would say, almost 100% chances should have scored. Uh, should have buried at least two of them. 
so I, I was very happy with him. I think uh, um, he looks much lighter, uh, lost some muscle weight, and looks more uh, lively. And uh, looks like uh, he, he he has the ideal match weight, if so to say, so to speak. And uh, uh, yeah, but I, I, I still think I still think that. The the match and the performance against Budokan was was you know bigger because yeah that was that was something else but yeah I mean I'm very excited to, to see uh, how it's gonna continue because um, it could be it could be really really good yeah Daniel what was your thoughts on um, Zaniolo it was it was a very impressive uh, first start he did look a, a little bit leggy right near the end because you could see i think after about 60 65 minutes he looked cooked but i thought he was very impressive and probably one of roma's standout players from yesterday yeah i think it was okay that he was a bit tired towards the end um i think there were quite a few roma players who looked quite um spent around the 65th or 70th minute so um i think that's fair enough but yeah definitely certainly his best league performance that I can remember in a, in a long time. I think the Conference League one was better, but he will. Um, I'm sure he'll become more clinical as the season goes on, and um, probably end up justifying a contract renewal, which I'm sure he will get, and the salary increase that comes with that. But um, yeah, I was quite uh, I was quite impressed with him for sure, and I think yeah, probably Zaniolo along with someone like Rick Karsdorp, who I also thought did really well. Uh, last night, I think they were probably the two standouts for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought oh, Karstorp's effort right near the end. I honestly thought that was in. I was about to celebrate, yeah. and I honestly thought that was in. I was just like, ah, oh, he's only grazed the post. Um, I have a couple of more questions about the the game yesterday. The substitutions by Jose. Um, it sent out a message where he took off um, Tammy Abraham and brought on. It was it was Nemanja Matic. Matic came on for his debut. I actually thought Matic added a bit of control into the midfield, uh, and I thought it, he will be starting the games against the bigger clubs in in the next few weeks, i.e. Juventus. And he saw Gigi Wijnaldum come on for Dybala, and who else came on? Al Sharari came on as well up, up front. But do you think the Abraham substitution sent out a message to say we need another striker? i.e. Il Gallo, Andrea Bellotti, and that's for both of you to whoever wants to go first. Yeah, definitely. It was uh it was clear he said it after the game as well and uh I think it's uh, obvious that these team lacks that type of backup player. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been perfect yesterday. Uh hard working would have probably killed the game. So I think it would be it would be a, it would be a really shame if we lost out on Belotti because uh, we know everyone knows that we have him in our pocket. We just need to sell Shomorodov or get rid of him some way. But even if we fail to do that, I would still uh, I would still go and sign Belotti because there's so much to gain from that transfer. It could it could be quite adaptive as well. You could probably play both of them together in some games of him and Abraham, but Definitely. not in all games. And then you can rotate up top. There's a lot more depth to Roma this season than from last season. Uh, Daniel, are you agreeing with Imran and probably myself that Bellotti would be 
ideal and hopefully it gets sorted in the next couple of days with uh Aldor potentially going to Bologna and Justin Cliver coming to the Premier League to go to Fulham if that does happen yeah I think uh, like Imran says it would be really a missed opportunity to get Bellotti now it's really the difference it's it's the kind of signing that makes the difference between finishing maybe fifth or fourth because also now in recent days Napoli have um, seemingly started to add some quality Mm -hmm. again so Initially, for me, I thought they would drop out of the top four, but now it will be quite. Uh, it will be a tough challenge, and um, Bellotti is really needed in in being competitive throughout the whole season. Um, and uh, the, you cannot keep Shumarud over Roma because he's just going to devalue further. So you kind of just have to let him go out on whatever you can organize. You know, I wouldn't. I'm not sure why we're being so. Um, pedantic on the exact clause and um, I think the most important thing is just to get him out and get Bellotti in. I'm sure that even if it's a dry loan to Bologna, he can do decent enough to to keep his value where it is and be sold next summer. But um, but let's see. I'm still uh, hopeful that uh, Bellotti will hold out for a transfer to us. I mean, he's, he's waited this long to find a club, so I think he probably will wait till the end um, to sign with us. Yeah, the room is... Uh, it's this week, I think. I think there's a couple of Turkish clubs. Interesting one of them's Galatasaray. I think sorry, it's sorry, just one Turkish club is Galatasaray. Um I I'm not surprised that Roma are being a bit I'm sorry, I am surprised that Roma are being a bit stubborn. I thought this would be done, signed, sealed and delivered and over the line um like last week before Shakhtar Donetsk game, but looks like Roma are playing the waiting game. I think that's a bit mean on Belotti because he's probably missed most of preseason unless he's doing some individual training himself. But yeah, it's a sign in that I'm really excited to see if that does happen. Um, do you guys have anything to add about the game yesterday at all? It's, it was very good to start the season with a with a win, especially after the preseason and all the expectations that Roma have had in the summer so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it was a game just like you would have expected, result-wise at least. Anyway, yeah, um, it just it would have been a bit nice if Roma could have been a bit more clinical in front of goal. Um, we have the one sole listeners' question, and thank you for sending that. It's from uh, European champion at Fonchesmino. Chesmo, sorry, Fon Chesimo, sorry if I've absolutely botched that, I do really apologise. Um, he said, last night our midfielder was way too open and left acres of space for San Natana to exploit. Do you think that was due to the Cristante-Pellegrini partnership? If so, which partnership would help fix that? Well, it's, uh, it's a good question because uh, the midfield was... Open, but I think it was also a bit deliberate because uh, we wanted to punish them on counter attacks mm-hmm. and uh, for them to be able to play a, at least a bit of the possession football uh, would have given us a chance to break them on the counter. But uh, with all due respect, Cristante for the goal, uh, but um, I don't think is the right partnership to long term. <laughs> I think it would be. I'm curious to see how they will play against Juventus because it's only it's only in two weeks' uh, time, and uh, and uh, because 
I think it will be difficult uh, because you will need that balance in midfield. Because against Alentana, you can give away that possession, you can give them the space. But if you do that to Juventus, you will potentially be facing a lot of chances ahead uh, against, and that will be dangerous. So I wouldn't play the same strategy. So I think one of Dybala, Zaniolo, or Abraham will have to be dropped. And I think. We should play with a midfield of Matic, Pellegrini and Vinaldum against Juventus because I think that will give the right balance because you need... Uh, Matic will have that presence in midfield, more the defensive midfielder road, uh, role, really good with possession, calm, collected. And then you have Pellegrini who can play a bit in a bit advanced role, whereas Vinaldo can be the box-to-box midfielder and uh, will provide the energy in midfield and uh, uh, work rate. I think that would be needed. Uh, so it, it depends on the opponents uh, and what type of uh, match you will be going into. So I think, but what I like is that we will have a lot of options going into different. There are a lot to choose between. Uh, you can rotate, you can pick players uh, who are adapted or more suited to certain games. And I, I don't think we had that uh, had those options in the same way last season. So I'm, I'm very happy with the options we have. Uh, if we could just add um, uh, Belotti, uh, I think it would give us even better chance. And I, I wouldn't mind uh, Eric uh, Bailey. I think he could have been. He he would be a good option in central midfield as a rotation or backup or whatever. Oh, do you mean central defence, Bailey? So, yes. Yeah, could yes. be a, an ideal, um, like a maybe a fifth centre back along with Kumbula to be the fourth. I don't think Cristante will be a centre back this season. I think he'll be swapping with Matic in the defensive midfield role. I expect Matic to be playing in that Juventus game, and I do agree, like a three-five-two with. Dybala and Abraham up front and then you could only Saniolo a little bit later on against Juventus would we say aging back four if that does happen in a couple of weeks but looking a bit too far into the future uh, Daniel what were your thoughts on the question about the central midfield um, yeah I think um, I think you both summed it up quite well I think um, it was semi-intentional for Mourinho I think he knew that by playing Pellegrini in the midfield there it's going to be more open than it would have been if there was maybe Matic and Cristante or Matic and uh, Wijnaldum. So it was a sacrifice he knew he was um, doing. Uh, but I think this could be a midfield that plays against smaller teams as well, you know, because I think also if you're going to play Matic and Pellegrini deep, uh, Matic will then in a lot of cases be quite isolated and he's not as mobile as Cristante in terms of just speed and um acceleration I think so it might be better to play Cristante in that case but um, I think Mourinho or I think I think it's certainly the case that there won't be such a strong starting 11 especially if we sign Bellotti I think Mourinho will try to rotate um, throughout the season and the Europa League will also be an opportunity to test um, some of the other players but I think it's a lot stronger depth that we have this season so I think I wouldn't. I'm not too hung up about who's in the starting eleven or not because I think Zaniolo will be benched. I think Abraham might be for other games. Dybala maybe. So 
it will rotate like that. And um, and I also think maybe in a game against Juventus coming up, we may even see a return to a back four and uh, someone like Rick Karsdorp dropped for Celik. Um something like that. So I think the team will be quite adaptable and um, we'll have to see how it goes. But um, but uh, I wouldn't worry too much about what we saw from the midfield last night. I think in these first two games before we play Juventus, I'm not really concerned too much about um, the playing style and, and too much about the problems. As long as we get the points, I think uh, that's all okay. And then it'll be a good test against Juventus in 12 days' time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, we've also got Monza, and that's played on the Tuesday night game the, in the midweek afterwards. And is it Udinese or Atalanta on the Sunday afterwards? And then I think they, they, the kickoff times for the next batch of five or six games get announced later on. And just to think, I do agree with you, Daniel, because you've got, there's going to be, what, there's no international breaks until the World Cup. The World Cup's, what, in the middle of November? So it's just, what, three months away? I think I think there's one more break. Oh, maybe. one break. Okay, my apologies. Um, yeah, you got the World Cup. There's a lot going to be a lot of games yeah. between now and the beginning of the World Cup, which includes, I think it might be a heavy Europa League schedule, which will have six weeks condensed into, what, just a couple of months? And it's just like, yeah, it's going to be... A- Bit yeah. Hectic. But yeah, I do agree. I think I think Josie might take it game by game. Like you said, with the, the Cremonese game coming up on next Monday, a week today, I think you might see the, the same sort of lineup from yesterday and then some tweaks, maybe a couple of tactical tweaks going into the Juventus game and then maybe a bit more rotation going ahead against the Monza game, which is just, I think, three or four days afterwards. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. We're all happy that Serie A's back. Um, the chaos and at all. Um, guys, do you have anything else to add on to uh, at all after yesterday or, or Serie A in general? And then we can finish this podcast. No, I think that's it. Glad for the football to be back and looking forward to a lot of games of football in the next weeks. Bring it on. Bring the chaos on. We could probably talk about VAR in a couple of weeks. It's bound to happen. <laughs> um, thank you very much. We'll chat. We'll chat about the VAR incident after the game against. Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> it's bound to happen. It always happens at the J Stadium or the Allianz Stadium, what it's called now. Uh, thank you for the listeners' question. I was really, a really insight questions on what the midfield is going to look for this uh, this season coming up. Um, Imran, Daniel, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening. Um, it's really appreciated. And Roma got onto a, a winning start to the Serie A season. Um, you can follow us at lemagicast.com. You can find all our previous podcasts on the website. You can find us on all podcast platforms. So your Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, etc., etc. Daniel, Imran, cheers. Thank you very much. We we can talk about football now. <laughs> the football season started. I won't mention the cricket. That starts in a couple of days for me and for me and Daniel because England versus South Africa. But yeah, um, we'll probably have a review show after the Cremonese game next week, or even maybe a preview pod. We could do a Ferrari cheeky t- quick preview pod before before the uh, next Monday's game. But thank you to both for joining me on this Monday evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. For Saroma and ciao. Ciao.